Welcome into The Bad Fan. This is the place to hear all about your favorite things from a point of view that may go against the grain of a normal fan. I'm flying solo this week as Brandon and Cole are working on their beach bods as we are headed to Panama City next week with some friends. Um, but I'm here to talk about baseball. We're going to take a deep dive into the trade deadline coming up. And we're going to recap and figure out how the World Series champions of 2021, the Atlanta Braves, are doing. Um, and again, like I said, I'm your host for the day, Stephen Curl. Glad you've tuned in with us. Um, real quick before we get started, becoming a bad fan is easy and made better by subscribing and clicking the bell below this video. That way you are always notified to see new episodes like this one from the bad fan. All right, so beginning today, I'd like to take a dive into some headlines around Major League Baseball. So, trade deadline is approaching, and something unique about this year for the trade deadline is it is the only deadline. In years past in Major League Baseball, you had the trade deadline and then the ability to pick up players off waivers in the month of August. The wave deadline is the trade deadline this year. All moves of MLB rosters must be made by the trade deadline. So moving into that, Andrew Benatendi of the Kansas City Royals has been traded to the New York Yankees um, in exchange of three arms um, outside of the Yankees' top 10 uh, prospect list. Um, Yankees bouldering their outfield right now. Um, into the next headline, we're going to figure out where is Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds landing spot. He's pitched to the tune of a 1.7 ERA in his last five outings. And the Yankees even had a scout at his last outing as well. And what's dominating all trade deadlines right now, if you know anything about a baseball, is Juan Soto. Is the trade talk real or is it just smoke and mirrors? Um, we're going to figure that out. And then reports as I was typing up this episode is that Tyler Naquin is making the move from the Cincinnati Reds to uh, the New York Mets over in Queens. All right, everybody. That was a lot. Let's dive in. So first, we're going to go into the Andrew Benatendi trade. You might be wondering who Andrew Benatendi, wasn't he that young kid on the Red Sox? Yes, he was. He was supposed to be the big deal for the Red Sox and, and ended up slumping and career kind of went on the downward trajectory. Uh, but that's not the case this year. Andrew Benatendi is hitting 321 this year, um, walking with a strong 10.1 uh, percentage while only punching out in 13.5% uh, out of his trips to the plate. Um, power's down this year. He's only hit three home runs, um, but he leads the major with majors with 91 singles. Um, he's picked up 14 doubles, but he has under... 20 extra base hits, which is actually crazy. Coming from a guy in his early years as the Red Sox, he was hitting around 15 to 20 bombs. Um, yeah, what I think about this trade, it's it's really, it's a no-brainer. Andrew Benatendi, I would say, going into the deadline, was the number one candidate out of any team to move. Um, Kansas City Royals are sellers. I think they ended up losing 21 games um, in May, which is just absolutely brutal um we all knew the royals would be sellers and benatendi being the the shiniest piece there um the yankees don't give up that much in this trade um the highest rated prospect that they gave i believe was their number 13 prospect so they're still holding on to some prospect capital um to move for maybe a juan soto 
maybe Luis Castillo. Um, and Ben Attendee gives them gives them a good option in the outfield. Um, right now, the Yankees have Aaron Judge patrolling out there. Aaron Hicks, uh, Joey Gallo has been abysmal. Um, so much that they've signed the second best mustache in the league of Matt Carpenter behind our Braves, Spencer Strider. Um, but yeah, this is a no-brainer for the Yankees. Uh, ben Attendee is an outfield um, plus upgrade in the terms of defense. And he's going to hover in that lower third lineup of the Yankees, um, part of the Yankees lineup. And he's going to get on base, um, as Billy Bean would love. Uh, a fun fact to, to note about this is that Andrew Benatendi is unvaccinated. The Royals took a trip up to Toronto not too long ago, and he had to be placed on the restricted list as Canada um, and the Toronto Blue Jays require vaccines to play. Um, but Banatendi actually spoke about this before before the deadline, actually at the All-Star break, two Yankees players that were in LA for the All-Star break as well, when the rumors were kind of going wild and said, uh, you don't have to worry about me getting vaccinated. It's going to get taken care of. So Andrew Benatendi, unvaxxed, um, but he, you know he's going to be uh, waxed. Heyo, as the Yankees have a fun little tidbit here for you, uh, a rule about facial hair, keeping it clean cut, no super long facial hair or long hair down past the shoulders as well. Um, so Benatendi, first one on the trade docket, um, as well as like I mentioned earlier in headlines, Tyler Naquin um, is also making the move from Cincinnati to the New York Mets. Um, Naquin, 240 hitter, um, provides extra defense capabilities um, for the Mets um, in the outfield. Uh, these are kind of the moves that you saw the Braves making last year with Jock Peterson, um, you know, uh, Jorge Soler. Uh, really, that was more of an offensive thing, but you know, these teams are gearing up for the playoffs. You never know with injuries what could happen. Um, uh, for God forbid, you know. So we're going to figure it out uh, what the Braves have in store uh, this trade deadline as well a little bit later in this episode. But we're going to be moving to the Juan Soto saga, the 23-year-old slugger. So there's a lot to unpack here. So we're going to cover some of the main bullet points and try to figure out what is going to happen this year with Juan Soto. Um, here's where we stand with the 23-year-old slugger. Soto has two and a half more years of control left on his contract. So the Washington Nationals in no way, shape, or form have to buckle or trade Juan Soto away at the deadline this year. Um, this, earlier in the season, uh, wouldn't even think would be happening. As uh, Mike Rizzo, the Nationals GM had said Juan Soto is not for sale. He's not going to be traded. Um, but things have changed since June as Juan Soto has declined a 15-year, $440 million contract extension from the Washington Nationals. That's a lot of moolah. Um, yeah, and Soto is worth more than that. I think that Juan Soto, when his contract is up, um, the next extension he signs will be north of $500 million, um, which is incredible. Um, yeah. And another thing with the Soto deal, uh, he didn't resign for a multitude of reasons. Annual salary um, base pay is below that of uh, Francisco Lindor and that other proposal of $35 million. I think he'd only be making around $28 million a deal. 
uh, a year with this deal. So yeah, he declined it um, as well with the Nationals organization. Crazy enough, they won the World Series was it two years ago, three years ago, something like that. And they traded away most of their team. Um, Juan Soto playing with the likes of Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, and Josh Bell, this trade window is also um, likely to be on the move away from the Nationals. And on top of that, the Nationals are up for sale. So I can't really blame Juan Soto one bit, um, being a 23-year-old, winning a World Series already, and he wants to win. Um, He's not content with signing a super long deal for a franchise that hasn't convinced him um, that they're going to invest a ton in, in the team to win right now. So uh, nationals are an interesting spot right now. Like I said, shopping around Josh bell. Um, but we're going to look at some destinations for Juan Soto. A lot of teams have been in on this guy. Uh, possible landing spots that I'm seeing are the Yankees, Cardinals, Dodgers, Mariners, Padres, Mets, and the giants. The most likely of these teams, I would say, I'll probably say Cardinals number one, then potentially with the New York Yankees. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Dodgers have to be in on every single big player um, with all that money out there. Uh, oddly enough, the Mariners are in on this guy as well. And I, I don't think the Padres, Mets, or Giants really have. Um, I don't know. They, everybody has a chance. Everybody should be in on this player um, if they can get him. And an outside team, financially not in the best place, that's playing in an old hockey stadium are the Tampa Rays. Um, the Tampa Rays have a ton of prospects, um, and they have enough financial capital to to pay out Soto's rest of his contract from these next two and a half years. Uh, this contract extension, this four hundred and forty million, everything that's going to be paid to this player in three years isn't right now. So, I mean, the Rays are a team that ran on Freddie Freeman. Um, and I just, it would tickle me to death to see Tampa Bay Rays get Juan Soto, but most likely will not happen. Uh, if he is to move this window, I would say the Cardinals going in for him would be, would be incredible. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, Noel Arenado, Juan Soto. It just doesn't seem real. Um, yeah, that would be my pick for the National League. And again, for the Yankees uh, in the American League, I think it's as simple as if the Yankees trade for Juan Soto, the Yankees win the World Series. Like, I don't even want to have a conversation. If the Yankees trade for Juan Soto, they will win the World Series. Um, Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, um, I mean... And the rest of the way this team is playing is incredible. Um, and Yankees fans are excited about it. And I think you have to think about the trade deadline also as a psychological boost to teams and to organizations. Um, you look at last year with the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves training for Jock Peterson uh, and Jorge Soler and adding these guys to their roster. Jock Peterson, I mean, he had some really important home runs. And, you know, it also provided a sense of belief uh for the Braves fan base that we're doing this thing. We're going after it. And the Yankees fans, as much as I hate to admit it, they are the most winning hungry team in baseball history. 27 world championships. 
and an ownership that has been deprived of a World Series to their standards for way too long. Um, so anyways, I'll get off my high horse on that. I think Juan Soto, if I had to make a bet, though, I think he's going to stay. Um, if I'm the Nationals, I'm really picky. Um, and if I'm getting... If I'm going to trade Juan Soto this year, I better be getting a haul in return. Uh, the Nationals have been expected to have four to five top young players. If they are going to deal Juan Soto out, that's what they're looking for, is four to five top prospects slash already MLB-ready young players um, to in, in return for Juan Soto. Um, I mean, you have this next ownership group, whoever it is, if it's a family, if it's... Um, uh, just a single owner or organization or whatever it's going to be to start from scratch with uh, amplitude of prospects. So Juan Soto, I think he stays. I think it's way too much. I think it's way too big of a deal for it to happen. Um, this, this short, when you have two and a half years left of control, I mean, I would be asking for, for the moon. Uh, I was, I was watching uh, Farm to Farm to Fame, John Boy's Media is one of their uh, TV broadcast shows with Peter Moylan, former Atlanta Braves relief pitcher, and he was making the point of every team should be in on Juan Soto if they can be, but he was even comparing Juan Soto to Ronald Acuna as both of these players have been compared to each other throughout their years, and that it would take the Braves trading Ronald Acuna to the Washington Nationals. Uh, and getting some players from the Nationals potentially or whatever he was saying. But yeah, Ronald Acuna to the Nationals to get Juan Soto. So that's that's what these people, that's what these analysts are thinking about Juan Soto. I think it's just way too much for teams to to give up for this guy. He's young, he's fantastic, future Hall of Famer, but I think he stays put. All right, that was a lot. I'm going to take a drink of water. This is live, baby, kind of. I was I'm not doing two takes of this. All right, we're moving into the Braves, moving into the Braves. The Atlanta Braves have made up a ton of ground on the New York Mets. Um, and we have the Mets on their heels. But even as small as a move like Tyler Naquin to the New York Mets looks, I think the pressure's on the Atlanta Braves. The pressure is on the Atlanta Braves to make some moves at this deadline. And I... I don't think we need that much, but because we've been very lucky with likes of Michael Harris coming in and just setting the league on fire um, up for, you know, rookie of the year conversation. Um, he's definitely not too far off in that, uh, but the Braves need an outfielder and the Braves need starting pitching. I love Charlie Morton. I love that he breaks his leg in the playoffs and still finishes out the inning. I love that. I love Max. I love Max Reed. He's fantastic, uh, but Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson haven't really been getting it done. And if I'm looking for this Braves team to make a run, to make the playoffs, let alone make a run in the playoffs, we're gonna need we're gonna need a starting pitcher. Uh, Luis Castillo, obviously, I just got done saying he's been linked with the New York Yankees. Frankie Montes is also out on the block. I would. I would say the Braves need a starting pitcher. Madison Bumgarner, I believe. I uh, threw that around the last episode of The Bad Fan when we were talking about that. But 
Braves need a starting pitcher, eat some innings, and just being reliable. I mean, Ian Anderson the other day gave up like five runs, six runs in the first inning, and I ended up just turning the TV off. Love the guy, young pitcher, bright future, but the Braves, I don't think, can be relying on a breakout season by Kyle Wright and Max Fried and Spencer Strider, another rookie that's just been shoving right now, but uh, we need some stability in that rotation. And we need an outfielder, Adam Duvall, going down with season-ending surgery on his wrist. Uh, Adam Duvall was even floated around to be an all-star. I think made it actually into the second cut of uh, voting. Uh, but yeah, Adam Duvall undergoes surgery um, after slashing the 213 batting average, but 12 homers. Um, and Adam Duvall is a guy that you that you love for the clubhouse. Uh, that he's he loves the Braves. You know, he's he's a guy that fills in his role, doesn't have an ego, and he can hit a big home run. Um, me personally, after seeing him hit a grand slam in the World Series, one of the best moments of my entire life. Uh, it's a big loss to the Braves. No matter how maybe poor his numbers were this season and how he underperformed, and even though Michael Harris came in and kind of took his job as Adam Duvall is our starting center fielder this year, which is crazy to think about, but. You still, it's it's about depth, like I was saying earlier about Tyler Naquin and Andrew Vittendi for the Yankees and the Mets. You need depth in your outfield. You need to be able to rely on players, players that have been there before. Michael Harris has been fantastic. Um, and Ronald Acuna, you know, really hoping that he has a great second half of the season, struggling with injuries himself. And Marcelo Zuna out in left field slash DH. And then after those three guys, you have Guillermo Heredia that has been starving for at-bats and Michael Ford that the Braves just recalled from AAA. And that's that's really it. You traded away Christian Pache and we traded away Drew Waters. Um, and even then you're relying on young talent. So the Braves need to go get a rental um, this fall uh, or this summer, I should say, for the fall in the outfield, even if it's... I don't know. I'm just trying to think. We need a rental. Um, you know, maybe bring Jock Peterson back. Just throwing it out there. The Giants might be sellers. Um, Peterson signed a one-year deal with the San Francisco Giants. That just came in my head. Sorry. Bring bring the Pearls back. Bring the Pearls back to Atlanta. Um, but moving into some other updates uh, on the Atlanta Braves, Ozzy Albies, speaking of injuries, um, still dealing with that fractured left foot is potentially going to be coming back in mid to late August. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos said looking like a mid to late August or worst case being uh, September for Ozzy Albee's return. He's a two-time all-star and he's progressed to putting 75% uh, weight bearing on that. Again, like I said, fractured left foot. I mean, that was just a huge loss for the Atlanta Braves. Um, he went down a little bit over a month ago now, which is crazy to think about. And the Braves haven't really slowed down with the likes of um, Orlando Garcia really stepping up. And Dansby Swanson um, really just slashing like a madman on his contract year, wanting to get that paycheck. So you really think about the Braves. We'll go to the optimistic side of things. We haven't had Ozzy Albies really the past month or so. He has been hitting that well. Um, and then Ronald Acuna has underperformed, even when he's been on the field, uh, to be honest. Uh, health 
side, health matters aside, we really need Ronald Acuna to turn it up in the second half of the season here. Uh, Matt Olson, again, Michael Harris, uh, Austin, gosh, Austin Riley, William Contreras have been picking it up um, by just smashing the ball. And that's, and that's what I love about this Braves team. Um, and that's what was so special about this team last year as well. When we put it together for the world series, the Braves aren't reliant on a superstar. Uh, we're not reliant on a Ronald Acuna or Freddie Freeman rip, but I think we can get it done. And that's what I think makes the Braves a world champion team. Like they were last year is the chemistry, the ability for players to step up when called upon. And I think we need to be a complete team though, however. So again, Braves, you need to go out and get a starting pitcher, maybe some bullpen help as well. Um, and an outfielder, in my humble opinion, and just to get some guys that maybe not be slashing an insane amount right now. Don't give up too much. The Braves have ranked, I think the 27th best farm system in the major leagues right now. This is pre uh, pre first year player draft. That was I believe a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, but it's not like the Braves have a lot of house money to really deal out um, to get a ton of high-profile players um, with us dealing with Christian Pache over in Oakland to get Matt Olson into the team. So, But anyways, that's kind of my Braves update. I think the Braves stand a really good chance to still, to still you know, win the division. Um, it's going to be very tough. Jacob DeGrom is rumored to be activated as early as next week in the Mets starting rotation. So that's bad news bears for the Braves. I think the biggest thing that the Braves can do is just play about what's in front of them. Uh, try to make that, try to make that distance between the Braves and the Phillies a little bit bigger, make it a two horse race. I think that's step one. And then in these series that we have against against the Mets, you really just got to take advantage. Really got to take advantage, get those two-game swings going. And I think we'll make the playoffs. I think we're going to be – I personally still think the Mets will win the division. Um, but I think we'll be a strong, a strong wildcard team. But the way the Braves deal at this deadline is definitely indicative of if we're going for it or not or – we're kind of taking our foot off the gas um, and just punch the ticket to October and anything can happen, which honestly I'm not upset about. We just won the world series. Um, but yeah, only time will tell. And again, this is pretty early on. Usually you see after the all-star break uh, trades, trade talk to start heating up more and more and more. So I'm sure by the time this time next week, we'll have at least five or six trades um, who knows? Maybe Shohei Otani's on the move. Uh, there's been rumors about Shohei Otani being on the move from the Angels. So you just never know. You never know, honestly. Max Scherzer to LA last year came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, so that's what's fun. That's why I love the trade deadline, and I love to see it. Um, we think I think that's all we got today. Shorter episode. Uh, again, flying solo talking about the baseball a little bit of some trade deadline action going on well we're gonna wrap it up here uh so thank you for enjoying uh joining us today on the shortest episode i think ever of the bad fan podcast um if you enjoyed today's time together please give it a thumbs up it's free it only takes a second of your time 
subscribe if you're not already a bad fan get involved with us by commenting down below interacting with our instagram posts or twitter account um and if you need a link tree it's going to be in the bio descriptions below and everything we're going to have uh everything you need to get connected to uh the bad fan well thank you for joining me on this journey um here at the bad fan hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time and until then enjoy watching sports and go braves peace out